You're listening to Soul Roadmap, episode 54. Welcome to Soul Roadmap Podcast. Each week, you'll hear strategies and inspiration to take action and live life better. Hi, I'm Dina Cataldo, lawyer, coach, and entrepreneur. This podcast is your roadmap to creating more success in your life, business, and relationships. Let's get started. Hello, how are you doing today? I hope you're having a wonderful day. I just got back from a trip to Bali, so I am unwinding from that and still processing it, and I'm going to do some future episodes on it. But I'm excited to talk to you about what I'm going to talk to you today because it comes up a lot. In fact, I think we all go through this to some extent. And today's episode is really designed to get you thinking about how you really feel about yourself. This work isn't the easy road. It's one that takes a lot of courage to embark on and a lot of courage to stay in. But the more you do it, the more you really want to stay on this path. Because despite any of the pain you might feel while you're on this path, how uncomfortable you can become, which are all good things, it feels really good when you start uncovering things, when you start chipping away at old beliefs. And the more you do this work, the more you want to create the disciplines in your life to continue on this path. You'll definitely begin uncovering feelings you didn't know were there and those deeply held beliefs that were implanted somewhere in our lives, usually when we were really little, they were misinterpretations that our brain made along the way. And we just held on to those beliefs. But like I've talked about in other episodes, this is a really good thing because once you begin uncovering these feelings, you'll know where your work is most needed on yourself. Before we get started this week, I want you to know that if you're on this path and you want guidance or support, I coach people just like you on this work one-on-one. I have some spaces available and I'll link to how you can work with me in the show notes at dinacataldo.com forward slash 54. I offer a free 45 minute discovery call to answer your questions and share with you how you can work with me in this coaching session to create more space to do this kind of work. Coaching is amazing and coaching in my own life has helped me expand in ways I didn't know were possible. It's so interesting to me that coaching is a requirement for CEOs and athletes under high pressure to perform, but professionals like doctors and lawyers and engineers and more don't actively seek it out. So I want you to know that I'm here for you. You can go to dinacataldo.com forward slash 54 to learn more about one-on-one coaching with me. This topic about loving yourself that we're talking about on today's episode was inspired by the retreat I just did in Bali. And the work I've done on myself in the last decade or so. And when I started thinking about each of the areas I'm going to discuss with you in this podcast, it made me realize that I didn't love or value myself as much as I thought I did during this whole process that I've been going through. And I was holding on to a lot of beliefs that were misinterpretations of the world. And while at this women's retreat in Bali, led by the phenomenal Anne-Marie Kramer at Zuda Yoga in Sacramento, We all spoke openly about these feelings and beliefs that we were holding on to. And it made me realize that this concept of devaluing ourselves is a common phenomenon. At some point, many of us internalize, and I'm actually going to generalize and say all women do this at some point in their lives, 
that we don't matter, that we don't matter as much as somebody else. And I can't speak for the male experience because I'm not a male, but I imagine that there's some of that for men as well. There's got to be some overlap. When I was a kid, my voice didn't matter. I wasn't heard. I was definitely loved, but I felt more love when I did what I was told. My brain interpreted this as I don't matter as much as others, and what I have to say doesn't matter. Other people have experienced trauma where they were outright told by their caregivers that they were worthless, and they internalized this into adulthood, feeling that what was said by their caregivers was actually the truth. And it's important to recognize that these statements or behaviors by others don't reflect on us. They reflect on the people behaving and saying those things. Those are reflections of their mental state and have absolutely no bearing on us as humans. This recognition isn't about blaming them. They were doing the best that they could. But our brain internalizes what we heard and felt. And now it's up to us as adults to recognize when we're triggered. And what that means is when those old feelings come up. And then it's up to us to change our behaviors. Because every feeling we have about ourselves impacts how we behave in the world. If we act from old behaviors, old beliefs, then we can never make the change we want to make in our lives. We're always acting from that old space. When we get in touch with how we feel, then we can recognize the old thought pattern and reframe it to behave differently and get different results in our lives. If we don't change, then we will never get different results in our lives. We're doomed to relive those old patterns. The good news is, is that we can change. I've done it myself and I've seen others make tremendous changes in their lives. So it can be done. But what are some of the signs to discover whether we're really loving ourselves? And what can we do once we recognize that there's room to expand this love for ourselves? And this isn't narcissistic love. This isn't saying we're better than anybody else. This is about loving ourselves for who we are. I'm going to walk you through four areas where you can begin recognizing how well you're really loving yourself and what you can do to make change in the right direction. I've created a free workbook that goes with this podcast. It walks you through the questions I ask and gives you space to fill in your answers. And you can get your free workbook for this episode at dinacataldo.com forward slash 54. That's dinacataldo.com forward slash 54. The first topic I want to talk about is settling. My first conscious experience with settling was when I was 19 years old. I told my mom that I didn't think I was in love with my then boyfriend. We had talked about marriage and I wasn't so sure that that was the right thing for me. And when I told her about this, when I told her about my feelings, she responded, well, does he love you? To me, when I heard that, it inferred that so long as he loved me, it didn't matter if I loved him. It was a good thing that I should just stay in that relationship. But my immediate response was, well, what does it matter if he loves me if I don't love him? I shouldn't stay with him, right? So of course I didn't stay with him. But I noticed later on in life that I was settling in other areas of my life. I recognized I was settling for good enough or mostly good in a lot of areas. Settling isn't doing things that we're not excited about to get a result that we want. We know that we have to you know, put in effort if we want to create something. Settling is really doing the same thing every day, even though it's not good for you because you're comfortable in that space. It's a habit. 
One example is staying in a relationship for way too long when you know it's not right for you, when you know it doesn't feel good, but it's familiar. Those feelings, no matter how bad they are, are comfortable, but it's not a good fit. Settling is maintaining the same eating habits, even though you know they're not good for you or it doesn't feel good to you, because even though it doesn't feel good to you, it's still a familiar feeling. To stop settling, we have to do uncomfortable things. This is where our brains get caught up in a habit. Our reptilian brain wants to keep us safe. The old patterns feel familiar. They feel safe. It's up to us to uncover what's happening and to create the change that we want. That means getting out of our comfort zone, quitting the relationships, quitting the unhealthy eating habits. And we're actually making a choice to settle if we don't make change. We're deciding that being in that unhealthy relationship is okay. We're deciding that staying in the job we don't like is okay. We're deciding that eating unhealthy is okay. But when these actions are unconscious, when we don't know what we're doing, how do we make that change? And that's where I was for a long time. Once I recognized what I was doing, I knew I had to make change or I was never going to become the person that I knew I could become. So what can you do to discover whether you're really loving yourself in this area of your life? Well, here's what you can do. First, do an inventory of each area of your life. Ask yourself whether you feel good. It's that simple. On a scale from one to 10, 10 being the best it can be in that area of your life and one being the worst it could be in that area of your life, how do you like it? How do you like your work, your relationship, money, your house, your food, your body, anything? And see if you can attach a feeling to each of these areas in your life. Just name it with a word. Is it annoyed, tired, fearful, anxious? Whatever it is, that will give you a sense of where you want to be. And I'm filling in the blanks for all of these. I'm going to give you space to work on this in the workbook at dinacataldo.com forward slash 54. Next, ask yourself what feeling you want to have in each of these areas. Is it excitement, joy, vitality, prosperity? What is the feeling that lights you up when it comes to each of these areas of your life that you're inventorying? Inventorying? Yeah, I'm going to use that as a word. Finally, write down three ideas you have for creating that feeling in your life. For example, let's say when you come home from the office, you feel exhausted and your home is a mess. If you want to feel more joy when you come home, you can hire a housekeeper to come in and straighten things up a couple times a month. You can place fresh flowers in the entryway so that when you see them as you walk in the door, you have more joy. You can have a really easy way to play some nice music when you come into your house to make you feel more relaxed and joyful after a long day. So these are just some things to get you thinking. But when you start thinking about these things, that's when you can start to make meaningful change. The second area to look at in our lives is whether we're taking care of ourselves. Ask yourself, why would we think highly of ourselves if we're not showing ourselves that we matter every day, if we're not showing up for ourselves? I break this topic down into three levels of caring for ourselves. The first is the basic level. Basically, this includes food, water, and shelter. Those are the things that we need to feel safe and secure on the most basic of levels. This is making the time to cook or have healthy meals and hydration. Now, you've probably heard about moms who pass out from dehydration because they forgot to drink water while caring for everyone else but themselves. And this basic level is very much about putting the oxygen mask on you first 
so that you can function at the most basic level of care for yourself and others. Two is the mental health maintenance level. You do all of the above, and then this also includes quiet time to reflect. We can't make room for personal growth when we don't create this reflection time. How can a flower bloom if the soil is dry and there's a bunch of weeds sucking all the nutrients from the soil? Our thoughts are the same way. If we don't take time to recognize the thoughts that are taking up space in our brain like weeds, then we feel depleted and our growth is stunted. If we don't take the time to weed out the unhealthy thoughts, then we're never going to flourish. This level also includes optimal sleep. We tend to believe that we can create more time by cutting into our sleep. But when we do that, we sacrifice performance. We become agitated, less focused, more anxious. Test this for yourself. I've gone a few days at seven hours a night and discovered I needed eight a night to feel my best. It really depends on how you function. If you feel like you're dragging in the morning, chances are good that you need more sleep. Just play with this. Consistent exercise is another component to this level. And maybe you've also hired a personal coach to keep you on track with your growth and help weed out those thoughts that don't serve us. You have the occasional manicure, your pedicure, a massage, or other body work to feel good. Those little things that really make a difference in your life. So that's the mental health maintenance level. So let's talk about level three, which is high level care. You do all of the above and you take large chunks of time to yourself. Going to Bali was this for me. You can also have a weekend to yourself or take trips to further your goals that include things like networking, connection with friends, those kinds of things. You definitely invest in a one-on-one coach or a group coaching program. This was part of the reason I created the Lawyer Soul Roadmap and have one-on-one coaching for driven professionals. I wanted to create a space for people like I had to grow and create lives they didn't know were possible. With coaching, we tend to surpass what we think is possible. And this is the kind of personal care that allows us to live up to our full potential. It's really amazing. And it allows us to care for others in ways we really want to. Because when we're taking this high level of care for ourselves, we can serve those around us much better. We're fortunate to live in a way and in a time where these resources are available to us. So the way I see it is why not take advantage of them? If it's going to make us a better human, why not do it? To reach your optimal level of care, just start out by figuring out where you are right now. Are you at the basic level, the mental health maintenance level, or a high level of care? Maybe your goal is to go from mental health maintenance to the high level of care. Or maybe you don't even feel like you're at the basic level of care and you want to include more healthy foods in your meals or you're dehydrated, you're not feeling that energy that you need. Just start somewhere and you can begin experimenting and incorporating different things in your life. The third topic related to loving yourself is speaking up for what you want and what you need. Do you do this? This comes up a lot when we already have awareness around what we want or need, whether it's in a relationship, at the office, or something else completely different. Whatever it is, you know something isn't working right and you don't speak up. This is related to settling in the first topic we talked about, right? Only now you have that awareness but you decide not to do anything about it. And yes, it is a decision. You are making a decision not to do anything about it. You may think to yourself that your voice doesn't matter and it's not easy to change anything in your life. So why bother? Well, we have to ask for what we need, even if it's uncomfortable. If this sounds like you, 
you know that something isn't right and you can't even name what it is, but you're not doing anything about it, then here's what I want you to do. First, write out exactly what you want. No matter how unreasonable, I'm putting that in quotes, no matter how unreasonable you think it is, we tend to minimize our needs to make others feel comfortable. Imagine that you asked for exactly what you wanted. What an amazing gift you can give someone that they always know that you're honest with them and you're always going to tell them exactly what you need. Your no means no, your yes means yes. It's pretty incredible when you're in that kind of integrity with yourself and others. I notice that when I'm not integrity with myself, that I feel resentful or hesitant, kind of annoyed with myself. That's the first feelings that I get when I know I should have said the opposite of whatever it was that I said. And then I have to clean it up. So taking our time to really think about what we want eliminates that need or at least minimizes that need to go back and clean things up and tell people, hey, you know what? I have to take that back. That's not really what I want. Second, say what you mean and ask for it, whatever it is that you want. Third, if you don't feel ready to ask for what you want, there's something bigger going on that you haven't uncovered or worked on. And a personal coach can help you with this. You can also try to talk it out with a friend, but I find that oftentimes they want to try to fix things for me and I need direction so I can think things through for myself. I don't want someone to tell me what to do. And coaches are meant to get you thinking in different ways. So oftentimes I'll bring these kinds of things to a coach so that I'm getting a different perspective and someone can kind of give me a different script. Like I can understand the different sides of an issue better. And that helps me solve my own issues. I don't have somebody coming in and trying to fix me or fix my problems. There's no one can make things better for me. Like I can only do this for myself. And honestly, that would be stealing from my growth if someone were to tell me what to do. And that's not any fun for me. And that's not me learning or growing or anything like that. I want to be able to grow and evolve. The last topic I want to talk about today related to loving yourself is negative self-talk. The most obvious of the negative self-talk you probably are already aware of are saying things to ourselves like, I'm so stupid, so fat, worthless, ugly, I'm not good enough to, I'll never, why bother? There's more insidious kinds though. It looks more like, I would do that, but fill in the excuse. Or I don't have time to fill in the blank with anything you really want in life. Or I could do that, but I don't have the money to fill in the blank with anything you know is really good for you or will help you grow. We make excuses for why we don't do things because our brain is trying to keep us comfortable, guys. But you may be asking, hey, Dina, I really don't have the time or money to do what I think is best for me. Isn't that a real thing? Look, I call BS on your excuses because I've made all the same excuses. I've been there. We create the time and spend our money on those things that mean the most to us, to those things that we're committed to. I love the phrase, the transformation is in the transaction. When we exchange energy of some kind, whether it's time or money to invest in ourselves, it is transformative. We make huge leaps in growth and understanding. When we fail to intentionally invest our time and money into those things that we know will benefit us, we're stealing from ourselves. And maybe just as importantly, we're stealing from those around us who can benefit. The only thing I can ever do for another person is work on myself. I can't change other people. I can't make the world a better place by force of will. 
I can only work on myself and make myself a better person. And maybe, maybe someone will be inspired by that. And that goes for each and every one of us. Another aspect of this I want to talk about are all of those outside inputs, that negative self-talk that we internalize from outside sources. And those outside sources are things like magazines, television, social media, and just people around us generally. Each of these things or people tells us how they think we should be. We rarely take the time. Remember that high level of care we talked about? We rarely take the time to reconnect with ourselves and see that what they have to say about us is just a reflection of their beliefs. It's not reality, and we are perfect exactly as we are. We are making progress as we can. Now, what can you do to counteract all that input that we're receiving? Well, in addition to figuring out what level of self-care you're at and where you can incorporate quiet time, recognize when you feel down. We usually feel our feelings before we recognize our thoughts. So when you start to just recognize your feelings and when you're not feeling good, you feel emotionally down in some way, however you describe it, that is a good indication that we're getting some input that's unhealthy. Second, try to figure out what thought you had just before you felt that feeling. That's going to give you an idea of what was going on in your head and where your work is ahead of you. Now, my goal in recording this podcast is to let you know that there is always another way. It may mean a difficult choice, a tough conversation, or something that's going to push you out of your comfort zone, but it's always your choice. And I hope that I've given you some things to think about. If you want to work these exercises to get the most from this podcast, go and get your free guide at dinacataldo.com forward slash 54. And that's where I walk you step-by-step through each of these questions and help you evaluate where you can change things in your life. And if you're ready for personal coaching, if you're ready for some one-on-one help, you can talk with me about that. You can go to dinacataldo.com forward slash 54 to get more information about how you can work with me. I hope you have a fabulous week. This is amazing work that we're able to do. Just think about what a great position that you're in. You're listening to a podcast about self-improvement. I mean, that wasn't even a thing 10, 20 years ago, right? Like this is something that is newly available on a huge level. And the fact that we can increase our ability to grow as human beings simply by you know, internalizing these kinds of messages, by really starting to work these principles is freaking magical. I love it. And I hope you love it as much as I do. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Hi, lawyers. If you love Soul Roadmap Podcast, I want to tell you about a couple things that will jumpstart your life. The first is the 10-Day Lawyer Life Detox. We clear out stress and overwhelm in this self-study online coaching program. You can learn more at dinacataldo.com forward slash work with Dina. The second is my signature online group coaching program. I do a couple times a year. While the 10-Day Lawyer Life Detox is like a quick refresh, the Lawyer Soul Roadmap is a deep dive. In this 10-week online program, I teach you how your brain works, why you do what you do, and how to reach your goals while creating ease in your life. If you're ready for more, join me at dinacataldo.com forward slash work with Dina. I'll see you there.